Hey everybody, this is Cassie, and you're listening to another episode of Wedding Salt. Um, this time I'm actually recording video. If you listened to a couple episodes ago, I actually was recording video, or thought I was, on my phone, and turns out I wasn't, and finally pressed record. It was ridiculous. Um, but today I am coming at you with some tips um, that like I personally have just gotten some like great insight in my business um, with. And it's not necessarily marketing per se, but it's something um, that I think we all need to sit down and take time to think about for our business. Mainly um, looking at what things in your business actually move the needle and things that actually don't. And for me, that was really hard because I, I was looking at my business and all of the little tasks and not thinking about the fact that some of these tasks, they, they might be important and might move the needle in your business, but they're eating up a lot of time. So for example, for me, I was blogging every single wedding and posting it to Facebook and that was taking up so much time. And what I really should have done was focused more of my time on the things that were getting me leads and getting me bookings um, and like getting traction on social media. Those, those were the things that I should have focused on. And so I'm going to give you some tips and maybe some advice on what really moves the needle in my business so that maybe it can help you and, and move your business forward. Um, mainly, I want you to benefit from my experience and my mistakes because uh, I think that, you know, we all have to go through things in our own time. But if we can learn from other people's mistakes and grow um, quicker as a result and like avoid that learning curve, I, I think that's where we get the most value. So right now I'm actually taking the, or I'm doing the abundance plan. Um, it's a course with KT Mary and um, I personally am taking it because one of her emails, you know, like everybody has a sales funnel email where they email you like, okay, here's the reason why you should purchase this or whatever. And the one line in one of her emails that really got me was, you might be feeling like you don't need uh, a course to grow your business. Uh, you might know what you're doing. You might be bringing in $100,000 in revenue each year. But the one thing that you're going to get from this is my... 15 or 14 years of experience and getting the understanding from someone who's where, who is where you want to be. And that, that sentence or paragraph or whatever, it really hit me because I was like, yeah, that is why I want to take a course from you. So I can avoid, you know, having to make mistakes and not grow and take 10 years to get to the point where I want to be, I'd rather take less than 10 years, you know, like five years or two years. 
And so that's, that's the main reason why you really want to stop and think about, okay, what are the things in my business that actually move the needle? Or maybe who should I talk to, to grow my business? And I've done a a few mentorships um, with photographers that are at the level that I really wanted to be at. And just a one hour mentor session would blow my mind. Like I think I mentored with Alex Mari. She's amazing. Um, I mentored with a couple other photographers and now I'm doing this abundance plan and we're not even in the first module yet, but I, I know that by doing this, I'm going to get become leaps and bounds uh, further than where I would have if I didn't do this work. So I want this podcast episode to be that for you, where, you know, it may not be a marketing tactic or, or whatever, but it's um, things that have moved my, my business and the needle forward in mine. And I'll tell you why and what they are, and maybe you can apply it to um, your business in particular. So the first thing that really moved the needle in my business was getting laser focused on the kind of style of photography and the, the kind of weddings and shots that I was showing on my portfolio and my website. Um, I think sometimes as a new photographer, you you can get, I call it shiny object syndrome, and you're all over the place and you're not necessarily um, laser focused. You kind of like shoot whatever styled shoot there is, Um, and your editing style might be over all over the place, but I think having that consistency in terms of what kind of shoots you're doing and what style of, um, editing and the content that you put out there is really important. So if you're a new photographer, you know, shoot everything and anything to figure out what, what it is you really love shooting, um, or what your style is, but really try to hone in what it is that you want to be known as or what kind of photography you want to be known as. And for me, I really have always been drawn to editorial photography and that has completely inspired the style of work that I do. And the reason or the way that I found out about it, or I guess discovered that was my style was I put together a mood board where I printed out like the most inspirational images and put it together on a cohesive mood board and hung it up uh, above my computer. And I know that sounds like it's not a big deal, but every single styled shoot that I was a part of or that I created always had to align with that vision. All of my business decisions, the way that my um, website looked, the every single image that I put on Instagram all had to align with that mood board even the fonts that I used on my website and um, any other marketing materials that I put out had to align with that mood board and fit it. And you'll find that graphic designers do this. If you work with a graphic designer, they'll make a brand guide where, you know, all of the colors on your website and your marketing have to be, you know, in the, the color guide that they have for you. All of the fonts are very specific and, um, And that's for a reason. It's to create a cohesive vibe for your brand, right? So every little thing that you put out there 
if it's not consistent and cohesive, then it can be confusing to your clients and not really convey what you're trying to convey. So that was number one for me. Number two was actually listing out And you can do this in HoneyBook too. Sometimes in HoneyBook, you can pull up the reports. And if you don't know what HoneyBook is, it's a customer relationship management program. Um, And you can see and calculate where your leads are coming from. So if you look on HoneyBook, it'll show you like, you're getting this many leads from Instagram, this many leads from vendor recommendations, this many leads from Pinterest or wherever. And you can see where leads are coming from. Um, and you can use that data. Now I took it one step further and I actually have Google analytics on my website and it shows me where people are referred to, uh, or referred from to hop onto my website. So it shows me how many people click from Pinterest to my website. It shows me how many people click from, um, Instagram or Facebook or, um, type in a keyword like Oregon wedding photographer, it shows me all of those um, sources of referrals to my website so that I can see, okay, wow, yeah, I'm getting a lot of traction from Google searches. I'm getting a lot of traction from Pinterest. And this might surprise you, but my number one source of referrals to my website is Pinterest. I get the most clicks to my site from Pinterest than any other source, any of them combined, actually. So for those of you thinking that Pinterest isn't worth it, it actually gets a lot of clicks to your website. So when I realized that, I was like, oh, you know, I should actually put some uh, thought behind what goes onto my Pinterest boards. And, um, and you know, for Google to rank your website, those kinds of things, they look at how many clicks you get to your website. So it was actually an SEO strategy for me to um, post to Pinterest and keep posting the photos that are the most popular to get more traction uh, and clicks to my website because Google loved that. It's one of the things that Google loves. It's not all of them. And so I, I think that for number two, the second thing that you should do to move the needle in your business is actually look at the data. Look at data for traction to your website. Look at data for where you're getting referrals. Uh, even the, the, the words that people say that drew them to you, if people say, I really like your blah, blah, blah editing style. I love how your photos look or how they feel X, Y, Z, candid, whatever they say. Those are signifiers to you on what the market is saying that it likes about you. So you need to double down on that. If people say they love your candid and romantic images, include that as part of your description on your website, on your Instagram, um, maybe on blog posts as well. You really need to look at that data and use it because, um, when when you're getting consistent feedback that you're getting uh, leads from a certain source or there's certain words being used to describe you, um, that that should signify to you that you need to double down on that somehow. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I did, especially with the words that people were using to describe my work. 
I have that as the description or a description in my bio, on my about page, on my homepage, in my bio for Instagram. I use the three most common words that people use to describe my work. Um, And so those are just little things um, and using data to make strategic decisions will move the needle. And the reason why is because if you're just throwing random darts at a dartboard in the dark, then how do you know if like spending uh, two days writing blog posts about the best, um, I don't know, the best film labs or the best um, florists in an area, how do you know if that's actually going to benefit you? You have to have some data behind it to make those decisions because if you're spending tons of time making um, Instagram posts or doing all these other things, but you're not actually seeing results in your business, then it probably means that you need to try something else. Mm -hmm. So why don't you look at data and use that information to help you? Um, So here's a really quick tip. There's a website called, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. And I use it too. You're going to hear me clicking on my mouse. Oh, Splendid Insights. So splendidinsights.com. You go there and this company, all they do is they gather marketing research data about different kinds of um, different kinds of weddings. So like high-end weddings, they have weddings that are like um, under 10K, weddings that are over 100K, and they gather a ton of data about like, my dog is whining. Um, They gather data about all of these weddings and how these couples came up with um, where they found their vendors or where they go first after um, getting engaged. And all of this data is actually really useful to you. So you can figure out, okay, if I want to target Um, people in the $100,000 market uh, for weddings, let's take a look at where they go first. And usually it's going to be a wedding planner, but it's good to know a lot of this information. So at least you have kind of a roadmap to start. I have to let my dog out because she's whining for whatever reason. Go on. You know what's so funny is they whine to come in and then when I let them out, five minutes later, they whine to come back in. Um, it's, that's, they're just little children. Um, so anyway, Splendid Insights is such a great place to get uh, marketing research data for your specific niche and um, make some really good strategic decisions uh, based off of that. Because I think a lot of people want to know, well, well, where do people go once they get engaged? Or um, where should I actually be showing up on social media? How do people look for vendors? Those are all questions that data can answer and that can actually help you move your needle forward. So that was number two. Um, For number three, this one is probably not going to be exciting, but it will help to eliminate wasted time. And I don't know if you've heard about the Ivy Lee method, but basically, you know, we all have a running 
list of like 89 things that we want to do for our business. But what I would say is that most of the time, at least for me, I'll partially complete one thing, go to the next thing, and then I don't really have anything completely done. And so the Ivy Lee method is basically where you have a piece of paper and you write down the top seven things that you have to do for the day and you can prioritize it. So number one is like the most critical thing that needs to happen. It has to happen soon. It's kind of time bound, meaning that you have to get it done like before tomorrow or something like that. Those things obviously need to get done right away. But what I like to do is I like to think about, okay, what are the most critical things that I need to work on today to move the needle forward? And so before you even make that list, you probably need to think about like, okay, out of all the things on my to-do list, what are the things that I know based off of when I would get bookings or why I get bookings would actually help move my business forward towards my goal. And if you don't even have goals for your business, like where you want to take it, you probably should start there. So I'm going to give you an example of how this works. For me, I actually am going to be launching a course soon and um, it's just an online course and I I know that this is going to move my business forward in terms of not having to book as many weddings but have multiple sources of income and because um, it, I don't know if I can do 30 weddings a year or even 20 uh, when I'm older. And so I'm, I'm really looking at the long term. And so I have a film course that I want to do. Um, and you're hearing it first on the podcast. And um, I looked at that and I was like, okay, what are the first things that I have to do? Well, I have to outline the course on paper. What are the units? What am I teaching in each unit? Um, <laughs> if you don't know me, um, or if you're not a close friend of mine, you probably have no clue, but I have a master's in teaching. So, <laughs> so um, I'm outlining it like I would outline a unit and lesson plans. Um, so I made my outline, all the things I want people to be able to do once they complete my course or know how to do. And then the next thing would to be, would be to actually set up where I'm going to film the course, get all my gear, um, figure out like what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to do my makeup, like all those little things. Um, but one has to happen before the other one can happen. Right. So I had on my to-do list that I'm only going to work on the film course um, in, you know, in the time that I have not answering emails and all that stuff to keep my business going. And then the next thing that I'm going to do is film the first module. And then I'm going to edit. And then I'm going to film the next module and edit. Um, and... I also have on my to-do list to start creating a, a marketing plan where I um, gather emails from people who are interested in it and they get on a wait list and um, they get 50% off whenever I finally launch it for you know being willing to give me their email. Um, and I have this entire strategy lined up, but there are steps that I have to do. 
And so I'm focusing a lot of my effort on this because it's going to move the needle forward, but I have to actually outline all the things on my to-do um, that I have to do to make it happen. But I can't do all of those at once, right? So I have to sit and look at it and look at, okay, what is the first thing that I have to do in order to make this a reality? And it could be like opening a Google document and writing out all of the things that I want to include on the course. And it could be as simple as that. That's like the first step. Um, But you have to get those first things done before you can move forward. So the Ivy Lee method basically says that, you know, each day you list the top seven things or four or three that you have to do or that you need to do in order to move your business forward. And things like email, editing, like um, updating your website, all of that stuff, those aren't things that move your needle forward. Those are just like working in your business and its maintenance. It's not actually um, getting you to your end goal a year from now or two years from now. So that is what I personally use. And it helps keep me on track because honestly, when I go online, I'm like, ooh, I want to learn this course. Ooh, I'm going to um, <laughs> do some email marketing. Oh, I need to make a new freebie. I need to do this. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I did a whole bunch of random stuff that wasn't actually contributing to pushing my business forward. So I don't, I don't make myself have like a ton of things to do each day. But there's like the top three things that I have to do. And I set aside a few hours to do that in order to get um, towards that, that big goal. If you don't set aside the time and you don't have it very, very clearly outlined, like, okay, today I'm going to, I'm going to video module one um, and you don't do that, then it's just going to stack up. So, um, and it can be something as simple as, uh, photographing the branding photos for your, for your course. Like I photographed, um, my cameras and film stocks and all of that stuff to go into my course because I'm going to be talking about, okay, here's a medium format camera. Here is a 35 here's medium format film, here's 35 millimeter film. And I wanted to have visuals to go along with that. So that was something that took maybe 35 to 40 minutes. Um, But it was a huge part of the overall course that I had to put together. And it's little things like that, that, you know, you check off the list and you just do one or two things at a time each day. Otherwise you're going to be overwhelmed um, and we still have to run a business, right? But you really need to be very strategic about setting aside time for the big things that are going to move your business forward. And one of those things for you could be uh, a styled shoot that is very tailored to the kind of clients that you want to get. Um, and what you have to do is just sit down with a piece of paper and list literally all the things that you would need to do to make that styled shoot happen. Like, who you need to reach out to, making a mood board, finding hair and makeup, um, finding florals, what is the budget for florals, like everything. 
And then you can decide what are the first two things that I'm going to do off of this huge to-do list. I'm just going to complete the first two most important things um, before doing the rest of them. And if you do two of those things from that list every day, then it's not overwhelming and you can get it completely done. It's like that, that, uh, (laughs) I don't know what it, not a metaphor, but like an analogy, I'm probably using the wrong terms here. Um, where I've said this before, where you have a big (laughs) sink full of dishes and running a business is kind of like, you have to wash all those dishes. Um, and because there's so many things, different things to do, but in reality, you can only wash one dish at a time and you don't want to leave one dish partially washed to go and wash another dish. Then none of them really ever get done. So that's why doing one piece at a time until it's completely done will actually move the needle faster than just doing part of, oh, what if I just did part of those photos where I was photographing uh, a couple of cameras and then a couple pieces of my film. And then I picked it up again the next day. It would make more sense to me to completely photograph all those if I can and get it completely done and off the list. So it's one less thing that I have to worry about. Um, So that mindset is truly what has helped me move my business forward is looking at the big picture, breaking it down into all, literally all the steps I need to take to get to that point. And then just doing maybe one or two of those things a day to make it manageable and to actually move the needle. Because I mean, I could spend a whole day re-editing galleries so it would go well on my website and Instagram and maybe make some freebies and pin to Pinterest. But is that really making me money? Not necessarily. It's kind of supporting my overall vision, but it's not actually taking steps towards something that I know will probably make me make me money. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about in terms of being very thoughtful about what you're doing and asking yourself, is this one thing that I'm doing actually going to move the needle forward? Or is it possibly just going to get a couple more clicks to my website and look to my blog. Um, because if it's, if you're not sure, then you should probably spend more time on something that you think will actually either benefit your, your portfolio or connect you with a wedding planner or, you know, connect you to, um, someone who can help you build a course, uh, those kinds of things. Those are actual tangible steps that can get you to move the needle forward. So I probably don't need to like (laughs) beat that into the ground anymore. Um, I hope that was helpful for you. I love talking about this stuff, but um, I think for you, what you should really do is consider, okay, what where do I want to take my business and what are the next steps that I have to take? Like really the steps that you have to take in order to get there and be really honest with yourself. Like, do you need to improve your, your portfolio? Do you need to have more consistency? Do you need to have a better website? Um, are you making a course? Like, are you taking any steps towards that? And if the answer is no, 
then you should really set aside time to work on a little bit of it every single day. So I hope that helped. Again, rambling, but um, I love talking about this stuff. And <laughs> I could go on and on. Uh, but anyway, I am so thankful for all of you out there. And I will check you in the next episode of Wedding Salt. Bye.